Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Thursday, August 4th. U.S. equities finished mixed on the heels of yesterday's strong advance that was aided by upbeat economic and earnings data, as caution appeared to have set in ahead of tomorrow's key July labor report. The markets digested today's monetary policy decision from the Bank of England, which raised its benchmark interest rate by the most in 27 years and warned of a prolonged recession. Earnings data continued to flood in with Eli Lilly and Company missing expectations and lowering its guidance, booking holdings topping earnings forecasts but offering a cautious outlook and Paramount Global besting estimates, while Kellogg topped forecasts and offered upbeat guidance. The economic calendar showed jobless claims continued to grind higher ahead of the labor report, while the trade deficit narrowed by a larger amount than expected. Treasuries gained ground, applying downside pressure on yields, and the U.S. dollar fell, giving back yesterday's gains, while crude oil prices were lower and gold rallied. Europe was mostly higher, with U.K. markets flat following the Bank of England's rate hike and warning, while markets in Asia finished mixed following yesterday's U.S. rally and amid lingering geopolitical tensions and data. The Dow Jones Industrial Average lost 86 points, or 0.3%, to 32,727. The S&P 500 Index shed 3 points, or 0.1%, to 4,152. While the NASDAQ Composite was up 52 points, or 0.4%, to 12,721. In moderate volume, 4.2 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 5.3 billion shares changed hands on the NASDAQ. WTI crude oil decreased $2.12 to $88.54 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price rallied $32.90 to $1,809.30 per ounce, while the dollar index fell 0.8% to 105.72. In equity news on Thursday, Eli Lilly and Company, ticker symbol LLY, reported adjusted second quarter earnings per share of $1.25, including $0.46 per share of charges that may be making the figure incomparable to the $1.70 fact set estimate. Revenues declined 4% year-over-year to $6.5 billion, below the street's forecast of $6.9 billion. The company said its revenues were impacted by lower realized prices, notably for insulin, and lower revenue for its lung cancer treatment following the entry of generics, which more than offset volume growth from key growth products, the sale of its rights to Cialis in China, and COVID-19 antibodies. Eli Lilly and Company lowered its full-year earnings per share outlook, citing the reduction is driven entirely from the impact of foreign exchange rates, as the aforementioned charges are offset by additional sales of its COVID-19 antibody drug. Shares were lower. Booking Holdings, ticker symbol BKNG, posted adjusted second quarter earnings of $19.08 per share, above the $18.19 estimate, with revenues jumping 99% year-over-year to $4.3 billion, roughly in line with expectations. 
The online travel site said its second quarter bookings came in above expectations. Booking Holdings said it reached another milestone in its recovery from the pandemic, with room nights for the second quarter surpassing 2019 levels, and looking forward, it expects record third quarter revenue amid an extremely busy summer travel season. However, the company warned that the pace of growth is moderating globally. Booking Holdings traded lower. Paramount Global, ticker symbol P-A-R-A, announced adjusted second quarter earnings per share of $0.64, topping the expected $0.61, as revenues grew 19% year-over-year to $7.8 billion, above the estimated $7.6 billion. The company's direct-to-consumer revenue came in below estimates, along with its Paramount Plus subscribers, though its TV media sales were roughly in line and its filmed entertainment division revenues easily top forecasts amid the success of the Top Gun sequel. Shares traded modestly higher. Kellogg Company, ticker symbol K, reported adjusted second quarter profits of $1.18 per share, above the anticipated $1.05, as revenues rose 8.7% year-over-year to $3.9 billion, above the expected $3.6 billion, with organic sales, which exclude acquisitions, divestitures, and foreign exchange, increasing 12.2%. Kellogg said despite an unusually challenging supply and cost environment, it sustained notably strong growth momentum in snacks and emerging markets, while accelerating the recovery of supply and category share in its North American cereal business. The company raised its full-year guidance for organic sales growth and earnings per share expansion, while forecasting its cash flow to be at the high end of its outlook. Shares ticked lower. Earnings continued in earnest, while the markets also awaited tomorrow's key labor report. Second quarter earnings season has moved past the halfway mark this week, and of the 409 S&P 500 companies that have reported thus far, roughly 63% have topped revenue forecasts, and approximately 75% have bested profit projections per data compiled by Bloomberg. Compared to last year, revenue growth is tracking to be up 14.5%, and earnings are 9.6% higher thus far. Schwab's chief investment strategist, Lizanne Saunders, discusses the economy in her latest article, The Thrill is Gone, Earnings Season Kicks Off, how second quarter earnings growth will mark an expected deceleration in profits, but focus will likely continue to shift to the pace at which outlooks are downgraded. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders. And you can read all our market commentary on our Insights and Education page. And you can follow us on Twitter, at Schwab Research. In economic news on Thursday, weekly initial jobless claims came in at a level of 260,000 for the week ended July 30th, in line with the Bloomberg estimate, and up from the prior week's downwardly revised 254,000 level. The four-week moving average rose by 6,000 to 254,750, and continuing claims for the week ended July 23rd rose by 48,000 to 1,416,000 versus estimates of 1,385,000. The four-week moving average of continuing claims increased by 11,000 to 1,375,250. 
The trade balance showed that the June deficit shrank by a larger amount than expected, decreasing to $79.6 billion from May's favorably revised deficit of $84.9 billion and compared to forecasts of a decline to $80 billion. Exports grew 1.7% month-over-month and imports dipped 0.3% month-over-month. Treasuries were higher and yields declined, with inversions in multiple areas of the curve remaining intact. The markets continued to grapple with persisting inflation pressures that prompted last week's Fed monetary policy decision to raise its benchmark interest rate by 75 basis points for the second straight meeting, and the markets appeared to take comments from Chairman Jerome Powell as less hawkish. However, Fed speak this week has suggested that a Fed pivot is not in the offing and more aggressive rate hikes could continue. Schwab's chief fixed income strategist, Kathy Jones, discusses the decision in her latest article titled Fed Hikes Rates Another 0.75% Citing Inflation, noting that as inflation is running far above 2%, the Fed is indicating it will likely keep hiking rates despite widespread signs of slowing economic growth. Kathy adds that the Fed is also continuing its quantitative tightening, or QT, program, reducing the size of its balance sheet by letting bonds it holds mature without reinvestment. She points out how the pace of QT will begin to pick up in September as the Fed allows more bonds to roll off its balance sheet. You can follow Kathy on Twitter, at Kathy Jones. The yields on the two-year and the 10-year Treasury notes were down nine basis points to 3.01% and 2.66% respectively, while the 30-year bond rate declined three basis points to 2.95%. The week's economic calendar will close out with the highly anticipated July labor report, Non-farm payrolls are forecasted to have added 250,000 jobs, and private sector payrolls are estimated to have increased by 230,000. The unemployment rate is expected to remain at June's 3.6% level, while average hourly earnings are projected to have increased by 0.3% month-over-month and be up 4.9% year-over-year. In international news on Thursday, European equities finished mostly higher, with the markets reacting to a 50 basis point rate hike from the Bank of England, which was the largest increase in 27 years, and the Bank of England forecasted that a prolonged recession may unfold beginning in the fourth quarter. The Bank of England also cited inflation pressures as the main catalyst for its move and said all options are on the table for its September meeting and beyond that. Inflation pressures have forced the Fed and the Bank of England to get aggressive with their monetary policies and has the European Central Bank also moving to tighter policy. But Schwab's chief global investment strategist Jeffrey Kleintop notes in his article titled Shortages Have Led to Gluts how inventory gluts have been bad news for the stocks of companies experiencing them but could also be indicating an inflation peak which tends to be an ingredient for market bottoms. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop. The euro and the British pound traded higher versus the U.S. dollar despite the recession warning. Bond yields in the eurozone and the U.K. were lower after the Bank of England's decision. Another economic news, German factory orders declined by a smaller amount than expected for June.
The UK FTSE 100 index was little changed. Germany's DAX index and France's CAC 40 index rose 0.6%. Italy's FTSE MIB index moved 0.3% higher, while Switzerland's Swiss market index and Spain's IBEX 35 index gained 0.2%. The stocks in Asia finished mixed, with most markets gaining ground after yesterday's strong lead-in from the U.S., which seemed to help the markets shrug off lingering geopolitical tensions between China, the U.S., and Taiwan, following this week's Taiwan visit from U.S. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. Taiwan is a democratic, self-ruled island that China sees as part of its own territory. China said that the visit was a major political provocation, potentially undermining the relationship between China and the U.S. Shares of e-commerce giant Alibaba Group Holding Limited, ticker symbol BABA, rallied to help lift the markets in China and Hong Kong, ahead of its earnings report that came out after the opening bell. The company reported stronger-than-expected revenues for its June quarter. The company's results defied the economic disruption that has come from China's COVID-induced lockdowns, and Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop notes in his article titled China's Yo-Yo Economy that although an economic rebound in China is underway, according to government and private sector data, its economy and stock market may remain volatile. In other economic news, Australia's export growth for June unexpectedly rose. And in other earnings news, Toyota Motor Corp, ticker symbol TM, saw some pressure after the automaker reported profits that were below expectations. Japan's Nikkei 225 index rose 0.7% despite Toyota's results, with the yen holding on to yesterday's decline. The yen had trimmed some of a recent drop versus the greenback to multi-decade lows since March that came as the Fed and Bank of Japan diverged with their monetary policies. China's Shanghai Composite Index increased 0.8%, the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index rallied 2.1%, and South Korea's Kospi Index finished 0.5% higher. However, Australia's S&P ASX 200 index was little changed, and India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 index dipped 0.1%. Tomorrow's international economic calendar will hold the leading index from Japan, industrial production from Germany, Spain, and France, as well as wage data from the latter, culminating with a monetary policy decision from the Reserve Bank of India.